retro anime. How did we fight it? How does it hold up? Unpacking the ins and outs of being an old school nerd, and proving that 80s kids can't remember a damn thing right. These are the mindless midlife musings of the anime nerd. Welcome to Mindless Midlife Musings of the Anime Nerd. I am Rick, and I'm joined by the rest of our panel, Vic, Brian, and Lynette. How are we doing today, everyone? Hello. Greetings, uh, everyone. You see, right, this... you, see, you see what I did there? Yeah. Outstanding. Outstanding. <laughs> so in this episode, we prepare for the invasion and face off against an alien horned princess, some horny lizards, and some even hornier furries. Today, we're talking Outlanders. Outlanders is an OVA based on the manga series written and illustrated by George Manabe. Uh, the OVA was produced by Tatsunako Productions and released in Japan in December of 1986. Uh, it was directed by Katsuhisa Yamada and written by Keiji Tarada and Sukahiro Tomita. Now, the OVA received two English dubs, uh, one in 1993 by U.S. Renditions and another in 2006 by Central Park Media. Uh, this this particular uh, copy that I have is the Central Park Media version. So that's, I haven't seen the 1993 U.S. renditions since 1993. So, so I, can't, I can't comment on it. I'll have to try and find it somewhere. Yeah, all the I U.S. Can. rendition stuff is all VHS, so. Hey, kind of tricky to, you know, uh, pin down. But unfortunately, that's what happened. Central, Park's media, Central Park Media's release was on DVD. Uh, so that's a little easier to get a hold of. Yeah, U.S. rendition stuff is all ether at this point. Uh, anyway, so the story follows an alien, Kam, Cam, 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 uh, the crown princess of the interstellar whatever. <laughs> the name was very Vascuraze. Anyway. Yeah, it was um, a hard one to say. Come on, come on, come on. <laughs> We gave we give wonderful disclaimers that we are going to butcher Japanese name, but the alien names you really should put a better, much better effort into it because you're absolutely not- right. Yeah, no, it's, let me let me see if I can get this right. Evaskurase, there you go. Eva, Eva, yeah, that has to be it. Anyway, these these motherfuckers they invade Earth. <laughs> not these <laughs> motherfuckers. Not these motherfuckers. One. There's only one there. It's, one yeah. motherfucker. Point. One motherfucker shows up. She invades Earth, uh, eviscerates the military, and, and falls in love with a human news photographer. And the entire uh, sequence is set to really happy-go-lucky music. It's Suya. Yeah, it's, it opens strong. It opens out of the gate letting you know what kind of anime it's going to be. Yo, <laughs> yo, my first note of many... <laughs> My first note of many is that she was so fucking giddy in that cockpit by herself when she's when she's about to land. Yippee! <laughs> yeah, the holy planet. Our Earth is is the holy planet to those folk, apparently. Um, so yeah, there's she no, land. What? The holy planet. There's no story. Nope. There's no, you don't get. There's, it's the holy no, planet no. that is full mm-hmm. of monkeys. Holy planet full of monkeys. It, it was at that point that I put in my notes, I think they're testing me. Talking about you guys. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I was like, I think this is a test. I feel like it's a test. I really should pay attention because <laughs> I think this anime is a test. 
man. So yeah, this thing comes out of the gate just very unapologetic about what kind of anime it's going to be. <laughs> it wasn't even that kind of anime. No? No, she's hacking and slashing the shit out of people. Some beautiful destruction early on. The uh, escalation is mind-boggling. <laughs> go on, go on, explain. Like, it is... is Like, you normally see somebody, Holy Planet, oh my gosh, we're here to save... No, no, no. The people on the Holy Planet, they clearly must die. <laughs> and we, we're, we're actually just here for the planet. This is it. And my gosh, I was watching it, and the first when she lands, and next thing you just see blood and and limbs falling. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> the guy waving his stubby arm. His stubby he arm. He's like, that's the best. He, like he was trying to do <laughs> a chicken, chicken dance wing. without. <laughs> and then he dies. <laughs> He was trying to wave down help. And I was like, hey, oh, shit. <laughs> I was like, whoa. <laughs> like, you don't see this level of carnage and, like, and, and, and I always think they're trying to be comedic about it. But right. then they're letting you know that this is a wild, some wild shit that's about to happen. Yeah. And the closer, and again, that's a happy music. <laughs> that's a right. happy music. It felt like I was watching the episode of Invincible. <laughs> that episode? Yeah, the first one. You know, <laughs> he goes and kills everybody, and you're just left with your jaw dropped. Like, I mean, if you've never seen Invincible or you never read the miniseries or the comic book, you're not prepared for anything that happens. And that way, I was not, we had just came off of, uh, of, of, of Studio Ghibli. And we were just... <laughs> we went from one extreme to the other. Yeah, we like the shift gears here. We really have to work on that. <laughs> no, I don't think we do. I think the shock. I think it's epic this way. Yeah, if you get the you happy, you gotta take the you know the gritty stuff afterwards. So that's the funny thing about this is is not even this anime is it's not it's not any one thing. Right, it's not some like horribly violent ultra thing. It's not some horribly uh, overly sexualized thing. It's not some like super mega sci-fi. It's not any one thing, but it's the sum of a bunch of small parts, all thrown into a blender. Yeah, I felt like it was the same way when we were dealing with uh, Project Aka. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's some. Or even uh, what came to mind for me was like Plastic Little. It's like a much larger story condensed into that little bit of time. Right, there's, there's a lot of that kind of action going on. I mean, tone-wise, I definitely felt more echo because, like, Plastic Little tries to take itself seriously. Trying to take it, you know, where it's like, this is just having fun. This is, mm -hmm. this is grabbing some beers with some friends and playing video games on the weekend. Like, this is that kind of, or sitting down for an RPG. Like, it's just, it feels like the writer's room was a bunch of friends that got together and just, like, shot the shit. Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 drugs were involved. Let's oh, go absolutely. ahead. Yeah, yeah, no, hundred percent. Drugs. Those toad frog things definitely oh drugs were involved. Lizard people, man. Those things creeped me out. I have <sighs> no idea, but they creeped me out. Every time I saw them, I was like, "They, they gotta die. We gotta burn down this this ship." I don't know what's happening, but they get. They, they did nothing go. wrong. 
<laughs> no. The, the way their hey, mouth... Leave them alone. Leave them alone. I'm sorry. <laughs> the way their mouth moves was such an issue for me. <laughs> or that really weird grin when they knew something was about yes. to happen. Yes. Let them have the time alone. The... All right, all right. Yeah. yeah, they had that look like you were going to wind up dinner. That not they weren't trying to take they weren't trying to take care of you because they take care of you. They were trying to take care of you to tenderize the meat so that when they actually cook you you're you're not afraid. Because you know everybody says if you if the meat is afraid, it doesn't right. taste as good. Taste so that's good. what they're doing. <laughs> is that what we've resorted to? We have resorted to <laughs> Yeah, so you have to drink the food. Yeah. <laughs> what and no, no one gets eaten in this show. No, they don't. At it's least not as food. That scared me. That scared me. So, I, I, I don't know if this is by design by the wonderful creators of Greek Grotto, if they did this on purpose, but I felt like I was able to identify so many different anime styles or anime tropes or anime just things that not just the tropes in general right. just just like things that we've clearly have discussed right we have right. opened your sure. mind right um, like, yeah go please um, go ahead come i swear to god she looks like a cross between conan the barbarian and sita <laughs> <laughs> So, she had yeah. a little, that little pointed nose, up nose. Like, yeah, the anime right? style. Yeah, the late 80s anime nose. <laughs> yep, yep. And and correct me if I'm wrong, what was the uh, antagonist name in Akira? Tetsuo? Tetsuo. Yeah. And we have Tetsuya. <laughs> Tetsuya. Tetsuya. Tetsuya is the, yeah. I'm like, you guys are really, come on. Yeah. Hey, you know what? Look, all, all I can say about Tetsuya is uh, is apparently that guy can save the planet with a boner, and uh, good for it's him. Exactly what he did. Is is that the way? Is that the way it works? Have we tried that? With apparently, Ukraine? that's all it takes. Um, Have you tried that with Ukraine? Just somebody over with a boner. <laughs> I I don't think that works. Boners aren't allowed in Russia. Apparently, it was. It was. Um, I guess if anything, that was when you knew the gears were about to shift on this anime. Mm-hmm. It, all the slicing and dicing and the and the happy go lucky music is whatnot. But when she like hits his camera with a sword and he's like fight or flight, I'm a fight. Fuck it, I'm tackling this bitch. And then he gets erect, and you're like, oh, okay. It just all became right, that kind of anime. This is what we're doing. <laughs> Got it. I put I put man versus boobies. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly. The struggle is real. And, and, and he lost. He lost. He, lost. <laughs> he lost very much. But so. did he? Did he? <laughs> uh, so then, you know, what we got to talk about is the. Um, I love what I, one of the things that's fun about this anime is that they don't explain anything. Like they just, nothing. They, you don't get any explanation. So a saliva-based translation is apparently a thing. <laughs> it's just one kiss. We understand each other completely. Perfect. <laughs> well, I'm drawing a blank. That's been a thing in like a couple of anime. It's, it, it's some, but you don't get an explanation. It's like you no. kiss. Now we can understand each other. Cool. How's that 
<laughs> doesn't matter. Doesn't matter because we're moving on. We just needed a MacGuffin. They move on. And then we get to Lynette's favorite people. The little lizard fuckers. <laughs> I, I really I that every time I saw them, I was like, we have to burn the ship. That's just <laughs> you, so you're like looking at Khan like you have an infestation. Do you know this? <laughs> you like that, and it's like I want an army of them servicing my place around here. You know, cleaning the house, they cooking are... dinner. Oh, maybe not cooking, but everything else. So it's interesting is that I do know this much. They sound different regard uh, depending on how you watched it. So like if you watch it in Japanese, they have a particular tone, and if you watch it in uh, one of the English dubs. They've got this, like, pseudo-British house servant thing going on. And then if you watch it in the other dub, and it's, like, a South Park character. Like, ah, it's kind of creepy. And you're like, oh, so it's just, like, it doesn't matter. Like, every way is a different experience. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and all of them, they're horny. So you can't really... Even the little kids. Even the, Especially yes. the little kids. Leave them alone. But But the thing about it is... Because they don't explain anything in there. We don't know how old those kids are. They could be sure. little Grogu's. Yeah, it could be 50-year-old, you know, little dudes. It's, it's so... Anyway. Um... <laughs> so then, of course, you get into the, the explanation that she's there to save the holy planet, not the people on it, but then also the people on it, because the people well, are in the station. But by marrying him, then they'll spare the planet. She was doing a great job sparing the planet when she was slashing through soldiers with her sword. She's a war criminal. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's just let that sit in. <laughs> Not oh. there was no explanation. There was nothing. They fired upon her. There was no white flag being flown on the ship or nothing. She did not choose diplomacy in any moment in time. No, it literally started with her fists clenched. It's like we're going in hot, people. Went in choosing violence until she was tackled and poked. She found her first boner. She's like, this is the one. This is the one that will save the planet. The first one. Not not the not the, fir the first one. I mean, she had clearly had been decapitating people, but that's the one that saved her. That's it. Because sure. reasons. But can we, before you continue, sir. Yeah, well, go ahead. Uh, can we talk about how about the scene where we find out what the plot is that she's yeah. trying to save Earth? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. She's taking the bath. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your your first uh, first foray into the gratuitous nudity of the film. Right, right, right. And we have seen many uses. We have seen typical porn throughout <laughs> the entire time, and yeah, we no, have quite too much. So many ways for tentacles to be used. They, wow. um, so many different shapes. Yeah. This was the first time, and it's not that it's so much that it was tentacle. It was a snake. It was like, a, eel, yeah. like a loofah. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it <laughs> yeah. was a loofah. It was a snake loofah. It was a, a, a an anaconda like loofah. It was. It, it was, was like very, a little tiny sea yeah. dragon. <laughs> it was impressive. Yeah. Yeah. I'm. It was at that moment I was worried about the hygiene of the interstellar <laughs> people. I, I honestly, you know, I, d I don't know, but it's um, it's, it is. They're uh, great for exfoliation. There you go. You, you know, the you space know. snakes are great to for exfoliation. Are we really going to? Okay, so nobody. Okay, so you got to just go and jump. 
board. Enemy logic. I'd be more afraid of the fact that she just kind of grabbed it, whipped it, and started exfoliating her back. I would be more afraid as as I'd be like, you want me to become partners with this person? This person just like... (laughs) What does the rest of the world look like? Well, yeah, so the questions are, the questions that come up with something like that is, did the snake just live in the water and she elected to use it to exfoliate or is its intended purpose? Is, is it the whole reason for being there that? Right. Is that his re- or did she just like happen upon it in this pond and go, you know what? This will work. Snatch. Is she, is she like, is it like one of those little fishies that, that eat your, that eat the dead skin <laughs> on your feet? <laughs> right. So everybody's like, I'm going to get a pedicure. And then she just puts her foot in the water with all the little dead fish. This one is, I'm going to go take a bath. <laughs> Anaconda, you know, <laughs> puts oh, a whole man. new meeting to come play with my anaconda, you know. Yeah, there you go. So, um, <laughs> I just got to ask a question: Has anybody here ever done the feet feet fishies thing? No, never no. done the feet fishies mm-hmm. thing. I'm, I'm. That's just not for me. I've always wanted to. How did it go for you, Brian? I, I, I. I what, what, what time out? What <laughs> mistake that I did it? <laughs> I just feel like yeah. you were, yeah, because you were leading into it. It's sort of like that, that you know, when you're in a conversation with people, it's like, hey, who hasn't done this, right? Right? <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Oh, no, it, somebody's it done it, right? <laughs> everybody's, everybody's done, right? Right? Yeah. No, that's what it felt like coming in, like you're coming in from that angle. So, how was it? Well, well uh, it was phenomenal, and I, <laughs> and I felt like I really need this. It was this was a glass house moment for me <laughs> because I had not thought about the fishy thing until you made the assertion that this is kind of like the fish thing. And I was like, well, I'm guilty of that. Can I really have a problem with her using the big ass snake? <laughs> As a loofah when I've had my feast. And I felt it was a glass house moment. And I don't I don't know yeah, if I want to play. You're giving her crap about it and you've had fish suck your toes. You know, well, sure they, how you're feeling about they, it. they it. did suck they did suck. It was they ate all right, look. It's it, it's a, a dead flesh from your from your yeah, from your flesh. And I mean you do you. Good on you. <laughs> Whatever makes you happy, my friend. Work for you. And I'm glad that it that it was an enjoyable experience. Ladies and gentlemen, know that we are honest with our critiques. And yep. if we are guilty of the said things, we are willing to, to debase ourselves. It's called honest journalism. And there you, you go. That's it. That's it. it rare <laughs> these days, truly. Uh, so this little, the, the little green lizard people, uh, who they're never given like a name. You, see, you don't know what you're just the little lizard people, uh, species-wise. Oh, Brian, you had a comment. I'm sorry. I, I remember that how my whole statement about these characters are bringing out other things that we had discussed already. Absolutely, lots of tropes, right? Lots of recurring things. Yeah. Recurring things, right? Yeah. This was actually answered a question that I think we never really posed, but how would we have felt if Yakima actually opened his eyes? <laughs> I mean, he did. No, 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 because. All right, so Yakubo's eyes had the half moon crescent thing. Yes, right? right. Yep, yep. And these characters have the similar sort of. But they actually opened them. I'm like, you know, yeah. I'm 
Yakumo didn't open his eyes. Yeah, only a handful of times would he open them, and it was it was intensity. Uh, yeah, but this is de- this was I I feel like this is a an argument against the eye opening thing. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. it is. Like, so why didn't he open his eyes? Because his eyes could have opened like that. It would look like this. Yeah. Yeah, it would have yeah. made it. It would just fundamentally worse. Now yeah. that little the wife character, Momo. Her name? Momo. Oh, fantastic! Momo was spouting some facts, man. <laughs> Momo was explaining. <laughs> Momo was explaining to Com about being a wife, and she's just I'm like, damn, like she's not wrong. That's disturbing. <laughs> she goes, it's all a lie. <laughs> <laughs> You just feed them, you clean them. Uh, I'm like, what? <laughs> Why are you spouting facts? You need to stop. <laughs> it's, not, it's not okay. <laughs> That's a clip we need to include in the short. We're going to yeah. timestamp that one. <laughs> That's it. And, and it's at, at that point that uh, it's this sort of like muddled situation. Like this, She gets interrupted by her best friend, uh, Batia. Batia. And everybody's like, so she's so happy to see Body. Body has just shown up, and and then Body finds out that she's engaged herself to Tetsuya, who in the English dub, very problematic language, he calls him a banana eating retard. <laughs> it's it's not it's not a great line. Doesn't hold up, unfortunately. The nineties were a different time. <laughs> But that's the 2006 dub, so I should have known a little bit better. <laughs> I so tried. Anyway. You did. You did. <laughs> you so didn't anyway, say which dub it was. It's at this point that you find out that Com's doing this because she was uh, supposed to be in an arranged marriage, and she didn't want to be in an arranged marriage. So what did she do? She flew to a planet, picked a guy, and arranged a marriage for him. So it wasn't saying the holy planet. <laughs> It wasn't to do anything. She just didn't want to, you know, be engaged right. to someone that she didn't know. Yes. She was going against daddy. She was rebelling. I felt and like when... this was the worst plot of The Little Mermaid. <laughs> the dark version. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I want I legs. Like... <laughs> so I can go slaughter the masses. <laughs> like, I didn't, I didn't hear this part, part of your world, but sure. <laughs> So what follows is actually a pretty damn good sword fight scene. Like it's pretty well choreographed. It's pretty well animated. Like I, I actually enjoyed that a lot. And and yay, it ended in accidental nudity. Who doesn't love some accidental nudity? Who doesn't? Who doesn't? <laughs> but but what's really funny to me at this point, I wrote a note about it. Is like then the ship starts sending out an alert, and he's like, well, "What the hell is that?" And she goes, "Oh, it's a proximity warning. It means something's you know close by." And I'm like, "Bachia's here." Like, Batia got here, and you didn't know she was here, and she just, like, showed up. But the proximity warning wasn't going off for her, but now it's going off? Like, what did she do? Sneak in through the back door? Like, what? How does that... How did that not... I don't the understand. The little frog thing glitter in. Like, seriously, so... Or maybe yeah. it was because she's her best friend. Right. And so, yeah, this shouldn't have... Yeah, the access that. code. Anyway, again, just another thing doesn't need to be explained. Yeah, no, she put Wi-Fi. She had the Wi-Fi. Right, she had the pass, right? <laughs> so then, then we get to the arrival of, like, two sets of characters. Uh, we get the arrival of Progress, probably the most ridiculously named character. 
<laughs> we get Ivaldi. Two characters arrive within moments of each other because they have to a lot to cram into this. And and my note here is okay, space is big, really big, like holy really shit, big. big. This motherfucker accidentally crashes into another ship. I know he's drunk, but <laughs> no, you know he accidentally did it on purpose. Was I the only one who noticed that the crash kind of looked like the ship was trying to mount the other ship? <laughs> oh, definitely a power move. And, 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 and you know, why? Your body was like a dog type animal. You know, he was showing dominance. <laughs> guess why? The ships are actually alive. The ships are alive, which I thought is kind of cool. They're kind of like these ohm-looking spaceships. Mm -hmm. I was into that. I thought that was a pretty neat touch. Um, but yeah, at that point, it's it's just like so you get the you get the furry character Giobaldi shows up, and and you find out he's got a thing going on with Batya. I'm like, okay, cool. So this this dub, I, I'm assuming most of you watch the sub. The dubbed version has a lot of liberties taken with the scripting. <laughs> a lot of liberties. They add a lot of dialogue that they're punching up the script, you know? And there's like a horny joke. <clears throat> like, I thought you were already horny, you know, because of the horns. You get. He literally explains it in the dialogue. You get it? Because of the horns? Because you have horns. So you're horny, you know? And like, oh my God. Stop talking. <laughs> who's saying this to who it's Tetsuya mm. saying it to come because he's explaining to her that she's horny you know because of the horns <laughs> what the fuck dude so this is during the courting session right yes this is right after Giobaldi's there and all the shit and they're, they're having the little courting session so here's the thing that, that, that stuck out for me um, men around the world have been plagued with the whole, if they're ever caught in an unfaithful situation, right? right? And they act dumbfounded, like, how did they get here? And they say, what, did you fall into the pussy? <laughs> right. I've actually seen it work as a defense today. <laughs> Matter of fact. Oh, man. It's, so this anime was uh, the creator of this anime, uh, George. He was inspired to create this anime based on a lot of other things, right? Um, numerous science fiction things. Uh, Star Wars trilogy, Lensman, Flash Gordon, Super Dimension Fortress, Macross. Like, a lot of these had direct influences on the decisions made and the type of story he was structured with this. It definitely um, felt a lot of Flash Gordon. Yeah, there's a lot of that. There's some... Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you can catch a lot of those beats in here supermassive ships you know like there's a lot of it going on and apparently the the this anime only accounts for like half of the first volume or some, something like that or half of the story so it, it's a classic it's another one of those classic situations where you know there's more story that could have been had but it's an ova so you just get what you get and mm -hmm. shut up. from the late 80s so it's like that's what you get right and it's because it didn't sell gangbusters, and you don't get more. Right, right. Um, <clears throat> but what's interesting about this anime is that Manabi hated it. Apparently hated it. Considered the staff incompetent. 
thought that the sexually ex explicit scenes were overused and that he hated it so much that he stopped making the manga, that it soured his taste for the story so much that he lost motivation and ended the manga early. Let's put this into context. Yeah. Right. Game of Thrones, George R.R. R. Martin. Mm -hmm. You're telling me he <laughs> was so sick with what they did mm -hmm. that he stopped right after the Red Wedding and said, you know what? Screw you guys. I'm going home. Yeah, HBO, you done fucked this up. I'm, you know what? I'm just done writing. <laughs> like that, that's the equivalent of, of what happened here. So pretty interesting because while the anime probably does take a lot of those liberties, I get what they were doing. They were trying to make a marketable product. They threw everything into the blender, you know? Mm -hmm. But yeah, so apparently, and, and the interesting part about this is overall, it's not a bad anime. But it apparently must be really bad in comparison to what he has in his source material. I've never read Outlanders. I have no idea. It was translated and released, but ain't nobody. Yeah, it just felt like it was just too condensed. Like they just picked, you know, a certain part of the story and just squished it down as little here's, as much as possible. Here's the reason I brought it up. The he felt that the staff was incompetent. Now the script for this movie, the, the idea or the writing for this movie version of his manga, one of the writers, Sukahito Tomita, to the layperson, doesn't mean a damn thing. Didn't mean a damn thing to me either until I hovered over the name and got a list of this person's writing credits. This motherfucker has written for Super Dimension Fortress Macross, Macross Ooh. Dear Merle Love, Macross 2, Macross 7, Devil Hunter Yoko, Super Dimension Century Orgus, Aura Battle or Dunbine, Genesis Climber Mosbita. Kimigar Orange Road, Sailor Fucking Moon, Yu Yu Hakusho, Mobile Suit Victory Gundam. This motherfucker is written for everything that is he good. He had his in like literal anime gold. Right. So to call the staff incompetent is really, really saying something <laughs> because this motherfucker is written gold hundred times over. Maybe. I, I think we can go ahead and say... Oh, I see. He, he blamed it on the other guy. The other guy had his fingers in uh, Southern Cross. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so it's it's sort of interesting because, the, again, I want to pref... I want to go back to... The, I don't feel this is a bad anime. It's silly. It's It, it was a silly... It was a fun time. It's just... I felt it, like it could have been significantly more. Like I feel like like the like George must have been like, man, I want Star Wars, and you're giving me Spaceballs. Like I, <laughs> he just was not like that's kind of what I think happened there, um, which is a it's shame. Like you hand someone the entree, it's like you're only entitled to one bite. Make it count. <laughs> I think that they there it's highly possible that they run into each other over at the grocery store, and. <laughs> One person's like, man, there goes that idiot right there. And he looks at him like, no, there goes that idiot. And <laughs> I wonder if they're friends on like LinkedIn or something like that, you know? <laughs> anyway, I'd, I know we derailed a little bit, but I felt like it was really worth noting because it's... it's yeah, no, if you look at both of the writers, it's like one is like literal anime gold and the other one... Eh, Even that. had a hit here and there, but nothing major, major. No, Even that. At least not in number-wise. One brought us the Bible, the other one brought us the pamphlet. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> nevertheless, 
Manabe fucking hated this anime so much so that it killed his desire to complete his story. Um, so it's just it's sort of interesting and unfortunate because it's as far as adaptations go, I don't know if this is a bad adaptation, but it wasn't a bad anime. And that's no. and that's the thing. So, and, anyway. and we're not even talking to the dubs yet. We're actually talking about what came out of Japan. Right. He was so infuriated by. Oh yeah, no. If he'd have seen the dub, he'd have, he'd have jumped off a building. Shit is like it slaughters this. Like they add shit, they change the meaning of shit. Uh, for example, I'll give you a great example because I wrote it down. They added lines. Is <laughs> this absolutely a Star Wars nod? Progress is on his ship. He's getting ready to fire, and he literally like even throws the accent on. Goes full Tarkin. He's like, "You may fire when ready." Like says it exactly like that. he was absolutely going for a Tarkin moment. And then and then he says, say goodbye, Giobaldi. And then you hear a staff member on the radio go, goodbye, Giobaldi, sir. Like, it's fucking, I'm not making this up. <laughs> they add so much stupid shit to this. The ship blows it was up. intended as a serious story, and it's like they added too much, they made it too comedic. I feel like they, they pushed it too far. It, the, sh the ship, one of the ships blows up, and the guy on the PA system again, permission to die, sir. Like, they do not, like, this is all added. None of this shit's in the sub. No. <laughs> I, I really believe we we need to find a way to interview, like, somebody from, like, a dub to find out what they, how, how they got here, you know? And, what and, kind of drugs were they on at that moment? Well, it's, it's not, all right, so... Let's just talk about going something going from manga to a cartoon to to, to just a cartoon, and sure. then from a cartoon to a dub, right? Something we've seen done successfully, right? But if you read the manga, you it's inevitable you know what's going to happen in here, right? Mm -hmm. And then if you Read the, the, the subtitle or watch the subtitle of anime. It's inevitable once you get to the dub version again, you know what's about to happen, mm -hmm. right? So, the question that you got to ask yourself is if you are on the third end of the dub, <laughs> what is the brainstorming section for what how you're going to add shit to this? I, it is a fascinating question. I don't know. I, I just feel like, do they just like riff in the recording booth? Do they just let the guys improvise? I don't, because there's, and then there's some things that are strategic decisions. So the last scene in this movie is, um, and I don't mean to jump all the way to the end, but since we're talking about the dub, this is relevant. In the last scene of the movie, they do some, some slide-like cutaways to Tom and Tetsuya and then the, the, the little green alien fuckers, right? It's the very end of the film. And in the OG, the implication is, is they're about to fuck, right? She's like, mm -hmm. oh, that kiss was great. And then she, like, tackles him. And then the aliens are like, leave them alone, leave them alone. You know, like, is implying, all right, shit's about to get serious, right? The dub decides, no, they've already fucked. So then they change the dialogue. And they have her say, let's do that again. And then Tetsuya's like, oh, give me 20 minutes, literally changing the meaning of the scene with the dialogue. I don't necessarily know, not only was it not relevant, but I don't think it improved anything. Like, it didn't, what was the point of having them had fucked versus having them about to fuck? Like, it just, there was, 
no point is my point. And it's that kind of shit that they do in this anime. A lot of the localizations do it in anime where they change the context of things. But in this one, they seem to just arbitrarily change shit however the fuck they want it. So, and this is the second dub one that I watched. The first well, dub... Well, to go back and do everything to fix right, it. You you had a chance, yeah, to correct mistakes. And, and you said, you nah. We're gonna, yeah, we're going to... We didn't go far enough. Right. <laughs> we didn't push this far enough. And the, the dub's great. I mean, the dub has got some pedigree on it. Goku from the Dragon Ball Z series, the American actor, uh, Sean... What's his name? Um, Shemmel. He plays Tetsuya. And this uh, apparently the, the voice cast for this was voted on. And, like, the fans, like, chose who they wanted to be cast in this. Apparently. I, I, I couldn't find detailed notes on that. All right, all right, all right. So not only he is what's what's who's the writer's name? <laughs> the original writer was George Manabe, the creator of the manga. Yeah, George is like rolling. He is he, not enjoying. Yeah, no, he's he's not having a good time. He can't <laughs> be enjoying. I hate this so much. What? I'm sorry. What? Y'all got Goku? <laughs> <laughs> right. It's it just kind of compounds on poor George. Um. <laughs> But, Do you okay. think that when all right, so perfect, perfect example, the guy who played Batman. <laughs> Hold up. Which one? Hold up. The voice of Batman. The voice of Batman. Oh, oh, Kevin Conroy. Kevin Conroy, right? Sure. You can't say his name without gushing over the the work that he's done. Like picturing Batman. Like you say Kevin, I immediately picture Batman. Like that's right. just absolutely. We have been doing this for a while, and you do a great job of letting us know the voice actors have also done this, 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 this. Do right. you think they have the same notoriety? Uh, some of them do, and it depends on the circle. So you go to a couple anime conventions, and you'll find that a lot of the, the voice actors get huge lines out the door to do signings and photographs. and So they, they do get a huge fan base, probably most notably is, uh, what's his name, Vic Mignola, who dealt with a lot of controversy. He was hugely popular amongst anime fans. And there's some Me Too shit going down, and he lost his job. It was like this whole thing. The internet was at war with itself, because that's how the internet is. Um, I got no horse in the race either way. Right, I got no horse in the race either way. I don't know details. I honestly don't care. But it's... But there was enough notoriety around the voice actors that that kind of shit you can get to that level. Like, that can happen. So, so yeah, they do. The, those kinds of names, they invoke those sorts of, of feelings in a lot of fans. You, If I say Sean Schemmel, and I don't butcher his name, there are probably fans listening to this right now that immediately are picturing Goku. Like, that's just, you know, for them, he is their Goku. It's going to be true of a lot of character actors, especially voice actors. Cam Clark is another one that I can do. But again... I'm an animation nerd, so for me, it's a little different. You say Cam Clark, I immediately picture Axe Genius from Super Dimension Fortress Macross because that's, to me, that's, he was the first voice of Max that I ever heard. Mm-hmm. He's Max to me. He's also Leonardo, and he's also like a bunch of other characters. But when you say his name, I picture Max. So it's, and that's, that's just me being an old nerd. These younger nerds are way, there's way more information available to them, way more. They know who these people are before they even buy the damn disc. Well, before they even stream the video. 
Mm -hmm. <laughs> so enough. yeah, so yeah, the notoriety is 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 worthy, um, and known, and for a lot of people that carries weight. Knowing that a voice actor you like is going to be cast in something, I don't know, man. Personally, it shouldn't matter. What should matter is if they did a good job or not. Uh, agreed, agreed. But you know, hey, look at Disney and and DreamWorks and all these other studios. That their whole shtick is hiring names, known names, to play characters rather than hiring just talent. They're hiring names. It's like, oh, we got John Cena to do our bull movie. Like John Cena voice act. Like that's didn't find the best voice they found a name they could market and mm -hmm. that's so at the very least with anime they they getting actual voice actors and elevating them to a level of celebrity yeah. status gone off the rails on this <laughs> let's circle back to outlanders let's circle back to wild crazy space sex fun um <laughs> before we uh before we go in there can i give you a mindless musings yeah come on so um just want to point out, if you're looking at IMDb mm. for Outlander, you're not going <laughs> to find anything there. But guess what you will find? In 2008, there was a movie called Outlander with Jim Caviezel. Yeah, you know, it was. Yeah, I saw the movie, yeah. Uh, there was a short with, uh, in 2016. But then you also have Outlander. The the this TV series of right. stars, the Scottish TV series, yeah, yeah. None of these were the live action remake. I want my money back. Right? No. Yeah. You know the problem was Brian is you forgot to add the S to the end of your search criteria. Uh, it's Outlanders. Now, what is you, funny on IMDb? You will find Kevin Seymour, one of the founders of uh, U.S. Renditions. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Who unfortunately died in 2014. Um, that's, that's going through the list of stuff him. that they have listed. He's had his fingers in a lot. I he, was an he was a part of Outlanders. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's the S, the S at the end. That's the pluralization. Um, Outlanders is on IMDb, staring right yeah, at. Yeah, that's what I said. You forgot the S. That because you've to Outlander, you're gonna get all the other stuff. This anime is readily available if you sail the seven seas. But it's not necessarily readily available to the landlubbers of the world. Yeah, if you um, legit buy anime, it's you're buying it used, right? And and eBay is probably your best bet. Like, there's not a lot of other options out there for you. It, it's what I see you pensively Sail thinking. Sail the seven seas. So like a pirate. Yes. Welcome to the show. <laughs> <laughs> and just know, used Outlanders is not cheap. Fair enough. No, no, it's not. Laserdisc is two hundred and seventy-four dollars. Okay, but you looked up the Laserdisc, Mick. Why would came up? Why would you start? This shit was on Betamax. Why don't you look that up? <laughs> it was released on VHX, Betamax, and Laserdisc in Japan. That's because it was eighty-six dollars. I mean, so for anybody who has a working laserdisc player, you can get Outlanders. <laughs> for, for a DVD player, you know, you get the two thousand five uh, version for hundred bucks. A hundred bucks for Outlander. The Outlanders. Man, the, the S is important. Apparently, S yeah. is important. 
And that's the 20th anniversary, which is that the right. English it's, or Japanese? It's, yeah, it's, it's got Maybe, both on there. I can't anyway, do it. Anyway, I, I just can't even. Look, this anime's fun. This anime isn't $100 fun. No. No. Get in your ship, get a crew, and start sailing. Because this <laughs> ship is not $100 fun yeah, at yeah. all. If you're um, in Vegas, take that $100. <laughs> go, go someplace fun. Don't, don't do it here. Yeah, there's so much worthwhile, more worthwhile investment. And I mean, maybe we'll get lucky and like Discotech will pick it up or something. But um, and or or you know, HBO Max. It could be one of the new Ghibli's. <laughs> That's right up there next to Porco Rosso, <laughs> Outlanders. <laughs> yeah, no, I need Enemy Angle to pick it up. At least it has a special edition. Right. I mean, it could happen. It probably will. Uh, this did achieve some notoriety. Uh, enough to warrant two releases here in the states. Um, enough that Outlanders Two was supposed to be a thing at some point. Uh, be it, I don't know if it was book format or anime format, but the point is, is it did achieve some level of notoriety. So this is probably this came. So this came out in '86, and I saw it in '93 when it came out on VHS. Uh, I didn't own it. I think I think Diego owned it. Quite possibly. Uh, but it was a standard clamshell release. And this is probably the first anime I'd ever seen that was furry porn. <laughs> oh, almost furry porn. <laughs> well, that is, we, we, we get exposed to so much stuff. It, this, yeah, this was definitely. Like it was the furry equivalent of Skinamax. <laughs> right, Not there you go. porn, but almost there. Uh-huh. It was some, some interesting things to be said about that. Um, It was, but yeah. Man, what is man? When we do mindless midlife musings of the skinny mat nerd, I cannot <laughs> wait for that. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, start, I'll start sailing for those movies. Um, anyway, <laughs> let's see what we can do. Let's get the other channel going. Uh, Lynette, you may want to sit this one out, honey. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm going to sit that one out. It's okay. I don't, I don't need to see belly button rides. I think, it's fine. I think you're good. I think you're good. Let's move on. Ladies, please love her. Nobody, just me. All right, all right, all right, whatever. Oh man! So there's a there's this this anime does have an ending. I say with a question mark, but not. I wouldn't call it like a, a satisfying ending. It, it's definitely an end. Definitely an ending with a setup, but more so than say Battle Angel, which was very clearly ended well before its time. Mm-hmm. Or Plastic Little, which ended well before, should have been way more to it. This this ends, it tries to give you some, some semblance of a satisfying ending with the possibility of getting more Outlanders. That never happened, of course. But I gave it credit for trying to close the story down. Why did Daddy decide not to chase them or not to? Doesn't matter. It's an ending. Uh, just like everything else in this anime, nothing gets explained. <laughs> like the Cyber Eye. I really wanted to find out what happened with the cyber eye. Was There's that like his power source? You know, so much that they could do with right. this. Well, if you read the Wikipedia page, it'll give you the quick, quick version of the story. <laughs> of the story, like the whole story. No, I'm not ready for the whole story. You know, we can link to it or something. I, I was uh, glancing at it. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa they had quintuplets. <laughs> damn. Like uh, now, you've got me intrigued for a sequel. It's what I do. <laughs> A no, that it, actually, that is part of the course for, for Vic. 
He is the one that finds secure <laughs> information for sequels. So there, can't yeah, be mad at him. Yeah, no, I guess this is. And I promise you, none of it is ever going to be as bad as Butt Attack Punisher Girl. Got the mind. That's right. You got to put some respect on the last part of that name. <laughs> I couldn't even respect the first half of that name. So I have a question. Uh, I'm pretty sure. So in I, did, I watched it in English. So you guys don't have to let me know with the Japanese version. When Progress died, did he say his own name? I don't think so. It's like his ship gets blown up by Giobaldi. And then it's like a cut to his face doing the Nazi melt from Raiders of the Lost Ark. And does he just scream in the Japanese version? I think so. Yeah. Okay, yeah. In in the English version, he says his own name. Progress! And I'm like, oh, wow. I was just checking. Cool. They really right, just so did not care. <laughs> they really... I, I think Brian... Was it you? This I think drugs were involved. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm pretty sure drugs were involved. No, no, no. Uh, drugs were involved on the first part. Oh, in, in in the creation in the in yes. this, okay, well I think like more drugs oops, hit my mic. I think more drugs were involved in in the dub portion or or That's copious fair. amounts of alcohol. Okay, um, cool. I just want to verify. Can can I? Um, it it was a cheesy note, but I feel like I need to get off my chest because I don't want to us to end the video and we not say this note. No, please. So when we were talking about. Uh, the sword fight between her and Batia. Yeah, yeah. All right. That cow. <laughs> <laughs> Some industrial strength tucking with that towel. So, so my note was they got that towel from Bed Bath and Beyond. <laughs> <laughs> that, that shit wasn't a towel, it was a sham. Wow. It just held on. <laughs> Not. That thing it'll held on for dear life on its own. Shit just like held on until it didn't. Uh. <laughs> it was too could tired I, to go I, on. Yeah, I'd also like to point out I think this is the first time I've heard of a male character going, I don't think things will fit. Oh, that's right. It's <laughs> <laughs> usually it's the girl her. to go. I don't think that's going to fit, but I love how they <laughs> they turn it around and he lands face first. Well, to be fair, legs. he thought she, you know, he's she's an alien. Maybe she doesn't I mean, have the right parts. Right he's like, goes, oh, never mind. He goes, yeah. I don't think that'll fit. And then he falls face first into her and he goes, oh, it'll work. It'll be <laughs> <laughs> so I was great. like. That was one of my favorite moments. Nature right. always <laughs> finds a way. Look, look, that's the part of the whole. Oh, the whole I fell into the I fell into it. Right. You literally and fell into it. Face first. Face first. I'm like, oh, so it's possible. I just <laughs> wait for somebody to come save the earth and I'm so, the and last say, and, and say you don't think it'll fit. Right. <laughs> it's it's a whole yourself. lot of little coincidences that have to work in order for that excuse to work. No, no, but, no. We we have the game plan. We we have the, we, he's shown us the way. Do you think that was the part that he got pissed off at? I don't know, man. Uh, it's it's a great question. Long time listener. He'll let us know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, George, buddy. Uh, we're really happy to hear from you. It's been a while. Where's Outlanders 2? Um... <laughs> I was like, is this the only anime that has destroyed a writer's 
desire to continue. <laughs> I mean, it's the first that I've noted. It's definitely a first for me. Uh, I would be interested to find out if there's another one where some where the writer just went, you know what? I'm yeah, done. right. I just. <laughs> I, it's so interesting to come back to anime now, right? To to, to come back to watching this in '93. The internet was like something really expensive schools had in their library. It wasn't like everybody had it. So now to have the internet and be able to watch these anime and get access to all this information about the production of it and and the backstory and like all of that is it's amazing now to watch an anime and to find out all this stuff about it. When before, like you were lucky if you paid $25 for a single copy of An America from a, a specialty shop and got maybe two paragraphs about something. It's it is amazing in this information age to be able to experience this old anime and to share it with our audience and to find out all this stuff about it. It's, it's something you barely remember. Like I barely remember watching this. Had you ever seen it before, guys? Lynette, I imagine that was a no for you. I didn't even that's why I said guys, because I just knew. <laughs> just just knew that we were especially since he thought it was a test. Uh, <laughs> what did you think we were testing you on? <laughs> like, because from it went from this chick being so happy to punching and then killing everybody, and then there were like boners and then weird toad people, and then <laughs> it just went sideways. Like, I'm trying to, like, I'm trying to understand what, like, what were the objectives of the test, like. Uh, a benchmark of her tolerance. <laughs> like, I really could. My mom had walked in. I watched it in my room so that I didn't scare anybody. What? But Watch my mom choice. had walked in to drop off laundry, and then she went, what are you watching? I was like, I think it's a test. And she actually stopped and watched it a little bit, too. And she goes, is this like the bubble thing again? And I was like, no, it's not the bubble thing. I don't know. <laughs> Oh, not like the bubble thing. <laughs> the second time you brought up the bubble thing. You've tortured that woman. Like the Ponyo is really is weird. It's like the bubble thing. I know, oh, right? Uh, so, uh, sir, it's, uh, you gotta answer my question. Vic, Brian, had you ever seen Outlanders back in the 90s when it came out? Yes. I mean, uh, I grew up in Diego too, so I'm pretty sure I've either watched it with you or with him. Right. No, I have not. So for you. All right, cool. I was just curious because, again, it was like thinking about circling back to this anime of one that was obscure even to me, but I remember it. Like when I saw the cover, I'm like, oh, fuck, I remember this anime. And mm -hmm. then to find out all of this shit about it, it was fascinating. We truly live in, a, in a, an amazing time right now. <laughs> so you can just find out all kinds of crazy shit. You know, I we have it. It's been a while since we've actually asked a very important question. Does it still stand up? Well, that's let's answer it. Let's answer that right now. And Brian, the, I have a follow-up question. You can start. Does it hold up? But also, did you name a drink after this? Because <laughs> it's very important to know. <laughs> Brian's like, give me five minutes. <laughs> okay. But do start. do start with, does it hold up? Nah. Nah. Nah, I don't I don't I don't think we could get away. Uh, look, the dub that we got in 2006, right? 2006? 2006 was the one we watched, yeah. You 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 can't even do that dub 
the dub now. So right, right. So um, <laughs> does it hold up graphics wise? Yeah. Again, I put the the carnage in there at the same level as like uh, easily something like Invincible. It was really clean cuts. It was very very well animated sequences there. The combat sequences in general, just the dismemberments and the all. It's it's funny to talk about from that, but yeah, you're right, man. Animated very well. Those parts were great. And and the thing that that was done in '86 when there was no CGI, right. there was nothing they could have used to. You could tell that their pencil sharpeners were so sharp then, and it was it would be very crisp lines. <laughs> on the drawing it, it's it's a difference between between frame by frame animation and rigging right so rigging is is a different kind of thing it's where you use pieces of characters and you put kind of put them together like a puppet versus this where you could tell the entire frame is drawn for each frame of the animation uh mm-hmm. it usually ends up in an animation that looks more fluid uh and this was very successful at that uh, it was very cool. It, I mean, it, is it the best I've ever seen? No. Nothing about this anime is the best. Nothing. 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 This is not a classic. This is not something that's going to, like, you know, be adorned on the shelves of fans everywhere. It's not. But if anything, it sets the bar. Sure. It's fun and it's good. I mean, uh, like... The quality of the work is there. It, for me, when I say sets the bar, I mean that... We're able to enjoy this for being a silly romp without any of the of the negative comments that we have thrown towards stuff like burnout or, <laughs> or any of the things, or... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Or any of the things that we have raked over the coals. Right. How, how, poor Ponyo. I mean <laughs> uh, I mean Yeah, I hear you. So when you're when you look at it, there had to be something about this that saved it. And right. I really think, and it, notwithstanding, the story is not the best story, but I guess we have gotten used to, and, and this is the 86. So this would have been before the time of, you know, maybe we need to work on our transition. Nah, this was the pioneer of all that. Not even a pioneer. It was a descendant mm-hmm. of not finishing the stories. And we're right. talking about it like it was in the 90s. We may yeah. saw it in the 90s. It was right. written and, and animated in the 80s. Mm-hmm. 86, the Berlin yeah. Wall was still up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, Way it's, to make it's... us all feel old, Brian. Way no, to go. No, but he's absolutely right. It's a testament to it because it, this shouldn't be fun. We should have had every reason to shit on this, but I still enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it wasn't, I can't. I can't fault it. It's the sum of all its parts. None of those parts are exceptional, but when they all came together, I still ended up in a place where I was enjoying myself. I, and, and I think it, it really does feel, because it feels like, one, it feels like that Flash Gordon. Mm. Flash Gordon, again, is not necessarily the best movie. <laughs> no, no, it's not. <laughs> you know, but there's some kick-ass parts of it that Oh shit! Queen did the whole soundtrack for Flash Gordon. Right, that's kind of badass. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? No. There are parts of it that it's just they do they knock those things out the park, and we're not we're not going to worry about this part because we did really good over here. 
<laughs> yeah, I hear you. I, I I absolutely agree with you. It definitely feels it was a product of the time, and I could leave it in the 80s. Mm-hmm. I don't have to worry about this being remastered or redone. <laughs> I could right. leave it there in the 80s with the Berlin Wall. <laughs> <laughs> Fond memories of both, clearly. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, as for the drink, as for the drink, okay. I think we should call this one outlandish. Nice, an outlandish cocktail. All right, right. Great. So what we're going to do is we're going to take all the obscure liquors. <laughs> all right, like absinthe. Yeah. <laughs> right, never heard of that. It's so scary. <laughs> like all the liquors that should not be together, and we're gonna put them in the in one drink. So we'll do like absinthe, blue caracom, uh rumpament. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's not, and, and just because and just because we have a dog in there for furries. We're going to put a little Mad Dog 2020 as the cocktail. <laughs> That's outlandish. And in 15 <laughs> years after you wake up from your alcohol-induced coma. <laughs> right, right, right. Much, much like this anime, it needs to be had in small doses. <laughs> you can't, you can't so, pound away a whole series of this. You need to just, like, just a single it, shot, enjoy it. <laughs> all right, so one part Blue Caracal, one part Absinthe. And I said one, one more, and one part rumble mints. Right. Top it off with, with Mad Dog Twenty. All right. Well, what Brian has just created is a war crime. Is your <laughs> Apparently, everybody's doing it. Everybody's doing it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So on that note, thank you for the drink, uh, Brian. Uh, we are gonna head over to you, Vic, and let's hear from you. Do you feel like Outlanders is Something that holds up, something you could release today, and you know, how do you feel about it now after all these years? So I've always enjoyed the show. I mean, does it hold up? I mean, I wouldn't be angry if someone like Enemy Ego found a master and they released it on Kickstarter as a special edition. Come on, Robert, make it happen. Thoroughly enjoy it. Make it happen, Robert. But like I said earlier, it it felt like something bigger that was just smashed together and released as essentially a small pocket of what could have been. And it's like, is an absolute view is, you know, is this something that you have to absolutely go out and watch? No, not even remotely. Is it something that you should? Sure. Why not? It's not bad. It's just not great. So, I mean, like I said, I enjoyed it. I'd watch it again. When this showed up in suggestions a week or so ago, I was like, yes, let's do that. <laughs> there are so many that I would say there are worse anime that have, Gain notoriety for sure. Indie guys too. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> there, this this anime, it's like one of those anime that when it was on, if it would have been on Sci Fi Channel, you would have probably stopped and kept watching it. You know where you should have found this one on Mystery Science Theater Three Thousand. <laughs> there needs to be an MST Three K for anime, uh, and if it doesn't exist, why haven't we done that yet? Right. Uh, <laughs> Oh my Lynette. god! It's, it, you can start a different show for that, Lynette. <laughs> Lynette, Lynette, my dear Lynette, 
Uh, welcome to Outlanders. It was a test. How, how did you do? Let's see. <laughs> I would have to say that I think if you had a little festival that was like reminiscent anime, where you just go and you have a little party with all the people who remember when for anime, like, and have them all come, this should be one of the shows to bring up. You know, I don't, I'm not sure that the, and I could be wrong, so feel free, anybody correct me, but I, I'm not sure if the new generations would be able to watch it and kind of understand that this was from a certain point in time, kind of take everything with a grain of salt, don't be so offended, just kind of let it go. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know what I was going to say? It's like, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure uh, parts of the internet would be greatly offended by some of the dubs. <laughs> Yes, oh, right? So I, I think this could be in one of those if somebody decided to just have like a little picnic with all the other people who watched an anime way back when, this could be one that showed up. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know if, if it would survive the newer generations. I keep on thinking about what everybody's saying about how it was perfect for back in the time. But we were just talking about like Kite. Sure. Right. And we were talking about the the trauma that yeah. that he was instilling on on her, right? Yeah. There's no way in the world you could watch Kite now and be like, "Yeah, we're 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 behind this," you know. Mm-hmm. We had huge issues with that. Mm-hmm. Right. We, the, I think, one of the reasons why we didn't have that that same issue here is that they never pushed that boundary. Right. Mm-hmm. It, it's mm-hmm. it was kel- it, the notoriety. Well, not notoriety of this. The the whole thing with this is it was this whole anime is very tongue in cheek. Right, right, right. It's like being offended at a Mel Brooks movie. Yeah. The jokes are the point. Like you're not like that's you, people like to say you can't make blazing saddles. Now I would argue you can absolutely make blazing saddles now because the jokes are the point. Mm-hmm. And, and if you're offended, that's the point. The jokes are offensive. This isn't even that. <laughs> This no. is, it's very tongue-in-cheek. It knows it's a little bit Star Wars, a little bit Star Trek, a little bit Matt Cross, a little bit Lensman, a little bit Flash Gordon. It knows it's all these things. And it, 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 wears, it wears that as a badge of honor. Uh, it isn't I like would say it, yeah. yeah, it walks up to the line, right? right. It says, we're not going to go to the dark places, but we're mm-hmm. going to go up here. We're going to make you feel a little bit uncomfortable, like with the guy landing between the girl's legs and and exfoliation by Anaconda. Stop judging me. (laughs) You know, and and add in a little bit of furry. That's why I said it'd be one of those, you have to kind of accept it. You know, there are not a lot of animes. And unfortunately, you're right, Brian. There's not a lot of animes that we can pull back from those times and just Mm go... Yeah, you could take that, but kind of just understand it's from that time. Yeah, there are, there are only a small handful of ones where, where you can legitimately say that and not really be um, supporting something negative, like super negative. Mm-hmm. Except for maybe that dub with the banana eating. Dude, seriously. <laughs> so I agree with you. absolutely agree with you, Linda. This anime, it's, it is a product of its time. To release it today, it, it is problematic. Unlike like Mel Brooks movies or things like that, this... This can be, especially the dub. You can get away with a lot of the line walking and the tongue-in-cheek and the fun that's there, but I don't think you could re-release the dub. Mm-hmm. The dub would have to be reworked and redone. 
And if they ever did do one of those box sets, Robert, when you do the box set for this, do not, just don't include the dub. Just get a new one made. Like, just do a, new, a modern take on it. I don't think either dub holds up, just to be clear. I, I, I haven't even seen the original one, but just based on experience, <laughs> it probably doesn't hold up. So, yeah, I don't know, man. I'm on the fence about it myself. Like, I... I I guess because I am a product of that time that I can understand that better than some and hear a line like banana eating, you know, and, and just be like, damn, not going, Oh my God, I got a tweet about this, you know, instead just being like, damn, what the fuck's wrong with you? Like that's, I think that's just because again, I'm a product of that era. It's an anime that if you're interested in eighties anime can be fun. As long as you listen to Lynette and realize what it is <laughs> or you listen to brian and remember the berlin wall <laughs> it's, communism was alive and well when this anime was made <laughs> maverick was had maverick come out yet <laughs> yeah yeah i'm pretty sure it did come out by then so <laughs> Well, I guess, you know what? That's perfect stopping point. That's going to do it for our show. So until next time, keep calm and uh, leave them alone. Leave them alone. You can do it with the lips, though. Leave them alone. Leave them alone. You've just been privy to the mindless midlife musings of the anime nerd. Presented by Geek Grotto. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Geek Grotto. For show notes and corrections, or for general geeky fun, you can visit our website at geek-grotto.com. If you would like to sponsor the show, you can do so on the podcast's Red Circle host site, redcircle.com slash shows slash M-M-M-A-N. If you're listening to us on your favorite podcast app, please like, follow, and subscribe.